0: Check the mic and make sure it sounds
1: right, boys. Hey, listeners, ever wonder what it would be like to blow up your comfort zone at the tender age of 50? Well, we did just that. When our last kid went off to college, we hit the road in search of a new hometown. Now we bounce from city to city and bring you along for the ride. This is the Skip Town All Stars Podcast.
2: Welcome back, all stars, to the Lake Placid edition of Skip Town. How are we doing today?
1: Oh, we're doing great. Yeah. I'm so excited to talk about this place because I remember as a young kid watching the Winter Olympics. I know,
2: and I and, got a bunch of info on that.
1: Oh, so this will be fun.
2: Yeah, but you actually have boots on the ground experience there. We stopped in Lake Placid on our way mm-hmm. back from hijacking our friend Patrick's vacation. This is part three of that installment, three of three. So uh, we actually forced Patrick to stay in Lake Placid with us on a Saturday, I believe it was.
1: Oh, yeah. Patrick had already planned on being home, cozy in his apartment on Saturday, ramping up for work on Monday. And we were like, "Uh, no, we're going to stop in Lake Placid.
2: Yeah. So we left Quebec City, Quebec City.
1: You really have mastered that.
2: I just said it wrong twice, I but think. you
1: fixed it, so you're doing well.
2: Okay. okay. Anyway, we left Canada, and <laughs> that's better. <laughs> we got to Lake Placid. First off, the Adirondacks and upstate New York is probably—I mean, we've been to Oregon. We've been through parts of Washington, the Pacific Northwest. I thought that was the most beautiful place on earth I'd ever seen, at least in maybe maybe in the United States that I've ever seen. Uh, I gotta say, upstate New York gives uh, gives the gives the West Coast a run for its money.
1: It does. And back in the day, when the kids were little, we would always—we've talked about this before—look at those emails we would get from like Yahoo News or AOL, yeah. AOL News. Remember AOL News? Oh, I, uh-huh. I really dated myself.
2: <laughs> you did. I really
1: did. And uh, it it always had the 10 prettiest cities or five safest cities. And it never failed. There was always a city in upstate New York. It was usually Albany, yeah. but uh, there was always a city there. And so we both were looking forward to driving through it, stopping, having lunch somewhere. And we did that. We we stopped in, uh, an, a, in a couple of places in upstate New York and just had lunch or grabbed a bite to eat. And then we ended up staying in Lake Placid. So I could not wait. I mean, all those years that I'd seen articles, yeah. I finally got to be there boots on the ground, like you say, in person. And uh, it it really was everything I thought it was going to be. Honestly, I, I, every photo I've ever seen, every article I've ever read, uh, northern New York, upstate New York, uh, it, it was great.
2: It was. And we rolled up into town. And right away, though, we were kind of met with sort of a mishmash of, you could tell places were lodge centric or sort of airbnbs like you could tell the houses that are mostly you could tell they just rent out you know the property oh, or that's whatever like every place versus though. i know but there were some really amazing houses around yes. the lake mirror lake i think yeah that's no, mirror lake yeah because
1: yeah. when you come into town you're immediately met with this beautiful lake and everything surrounds a lake so as a tourist you think oh Lake Placid, yeah. and you quickly learn it's not Lake Placid. It's actually Mirror Lake, yeah. and uh, and it's gorgeous. So the way the restaurants are situated, you can sit on the deck of almost any restaurant and have a beautiful view of this lake. Yeah. If you live on the West Coast, I would equate it to Lake Tahoe. Yeah. That's how it really looks. That's it's surrounded by pine trees. The water is blue. The houses are picture-perfect with... Picture perfect with a beautiful little dock. I mean, yeah. that is really how Lake Mirror looks in downtown Lake Placid. And it's not just the restaurants that have a beautiful view of the lake. It's also the clothing stores. It's little coffee shops. They really do situate the town for the view, I felt. I was like, oh, my God. Even even the stores across from the lake were elevated. You know, just like some of them were elevated yeah. on the mountain. So you could turn around and see the lake. It was, right. it was quite pretty.
2: Yeah. And the walk through downtown, the little Main Street area was oh. fantastic. Okay,
1: that again looked like something out of a magazine, it right? Did. Like yeah. it looked like something. Would you see photos of Aspen or yeah. Park City or yeah. Vail? It looked like that. It was like Placid, though.
2: Yeah, exactly. And obviously, we weren't there in the winter, but I can only imagine it really is a wonderland when you're there, especially if you're a skier or, you know, there for the winter sports of any sort.
1: Yeah. Agreed.
2: Um, but uh, so let's talk about we we checked into our place. Yeah. And uh, it was nice. We had an Airbnb. We said we weren't going to do Airbnbs anymore, but we did.
1: Well, yeah. we talked about this because we had Patrick. Yeah. We had Patrick.
2: I know. We had Patrick the babysitter. <laughs> no, no.
1: Patrick had us. Okay. <laughs> Patrick had us. Uh-huh. And in those situations when you're traveling with other people, you have to do a house, otherwise. You're in separate hotel rooms, and he could be on one floor, you could be on another. And it's just, it's always kind of nice when you're traveling with somebody. Okay, I'm speaking for Patrick, so I don't, I should not be speaking for yeah, him.
2: He'd probably He'd probably yeah, he, he probably wanted a hotel room. Yeah, he probably wanted his <laughs> own room. He'd been with us for two weeks at that point. I
1: think he wanted his own hotel yeah. room. No, it wasn't quite two weeks. It was yeah. only like 10 days. Okay. But yeah, he was ready to uh, have his hotel room. But but we were not ready to give him his own, his own room. Oh, we so, kidnapped him. Yeah. I
2: mean, so, as we said before, we've totally kidnapped yeah. him. So
1: that's why we did an Airbnb. So the three of us could share the space and talk, you know, yeah. and have dinner and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. So uh, walking around, though, uh, was Oh, wait, fantastic. did you like
1: that Airbnb, by the way?
2: It was fine. I mean, it was a little pricey for just one night. But yeah. aren't, if you're only staying at an Airbnb one night, aren't they all pricey? 100 Given all the fees and yeah, all that stuff. That's so, why
1: we don't do it. Yeah. Uh, but
2: I really didn't have the option. Like, I needed something uh, where I could finish my job for that week. And um, and it
1: was a second floor. It was. So you had a really beautiful patio. And we did not see Mirror Lake, but we could see the mountains. And when you looked out, yeah. Any almost any window in that rental since it was a second floor unit. uh, You could see just trees for miles, mountains. It was beautiful.
2: And there were a couple of breweries right there that we could see off of our back patio, back porch. So uh, the owner was there on property, really nice guy. Um, Like I said, it was a little expensive, nothing to write home about, but it was perfect for the one night we were going to be there. So um, you found a little excursion for yourself and Patrick though. Why don't we talk about that?
1: Okay. So when we got there, I was super excited because I did not realize prior to leaving Los Angeles, because we've done this now, this will be our second or third time hitting a Olympic city where the Olympics were hosted. So uh, Montreal was also one of them. Salt Lake City. Yes. Salt Lake City was the first one. So what I realized is that these places that host the Olympics end up keeping the facilities that the Olympics were played in. Yeah, and, I'm
2: smiling because you hear of all these stories about the Olympics around the world that are held in like Qatar or that when uh, China had the Beijing Olympics. There mm-hmm. are all these like outlying, you know, where it's like mosses growing up the side of some of these buildings that they erected just for the Olympics.
1: And, uh, and so what we've experienced is that... Uh, Americans tend to reuse those buildings, and they reuse them either as museums and homage, uh, homage to that Amish. Um, no Amish homage.
2: people. They use it for the house Amish people. They
1: too <laughs> homage. Is not that right? H o m a g e homage. homage
0: right? Pay homage. Homage. Yeah. Oh homage. Okay, thank as the you. French foul. would say.
1: Thank you. Uh, anyway, so they either have it as a museum or pay homage to that that year's Olympic that was held uh, that that year's Olympics that was held in that city. Or they actually use it for whatever activity is needed. Like, what not needed, but whatever activity was, mm-hmm. uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? They like, turn
2: it into training centers.
1: Right. Th- thank you. Thank yeah. you. So that has been our experience. The very first one was Salt Lake. And we were like, wow, they're actually using uh, the Olympic uh, stuff here, the Olympic activities and their training. So when we got to Lake Placid, I thought, I wonder if they're doing the same here. And sure enough... They were. So here's what I did immediately. I called the Lake Placid Welcome Center. Yep. And I asked them if the ice rink had figure skating, um, you know, uh, training going on for the Olympics. And they did. But at the time that I was calling, we had just missed it. It was like from 10 to 12. And I called at like 1230. And she said, okay, there's like a high school hockey team. And I said, are they training for the Olympics? And she said, "No." No. No, they're playing other tenth graders, and I, <laughs> I said, "Okay, I don't want to see that." I said, "I don't, I don't care about that. I can get that anywhere." So then she said, "Okay, then you should go to Lake Placid Ski Jumping Center," and I said, "What's that?" She said, "Oh, it's a training center. Everybody there is training for the Olympics." Mm. Now.
2: Not in the same location, I presume.
1: No, it was probably like the ice skating rink was right near our Airbnb within walking distance. This was driving distance, so we had to go up. Okay,
2: I didn't realize you guys, okay.
1: Yeah, we had to go up in the mountains, maybe like by two miles. It wasn't far, but we couldn't definitely not walk, and it was, you know, up the mountain. Right. Well, we're going in September. There's no snow, so I'm thinking to myself and we have a small window like there's two different places for the ski jumping and she was very clear she said you take the ski lift up and you see those jumpers or you can stay down on the ground and see the training that's being held there i'm like there's no snow like what are we gonna what yeah. are we gonna actually see and it was a short window like i said it was a uh, 2 hours i think it was like from 3 2:30 to 4:30 that they either allowed the public or or they were training right in any case we had this window Okay, so we get there. The bottom level—I say bottom level because it's ground level where they're training. Because you do have to have—you do take need to take a ski lift to go up to the top of the mountain where they're training. But the bottom level, they were—I don't even know how to describe it. So they—they had a ski ramp that was curved up. So it was like the aerials, like when people are doing flips and stuff on their skis. I don't even know what that's called. (laughs) What's that called when they're doing flips and stuff?
2: (laughs) I don't Where they're doing, like, yeah. tricks in the yeah. air and all yeah, that? Yeah, they're skis. Those are like, they, they, they're they jumping moguls and stuff, okay, right? Okay,
1: so what is that called, though, in the Olympics? I know it's like some freestyle. I think oh, yeah. that's what it's called, freestyle. Yeah, freestyle. So how do you practice that in September when it's 80 degrees out? In a pool. Yeah. In a pool. So I have this on my social media if you want to take a look, and we have it on YouTube Shorts, where the kids, and they're, they're young kids. I mean, the ages for that was probably... I don't know, 14 to 17. And they were going down a little ski ramp that curved up at the bottom. Right. And they were doing their flips and everything in the air with their skis on, landing in a pool. So it was like an Olympic swimming pool. And they were landing with their skis on in the pool. It was the craziest thing. I mean, I could not believe it. So I was, I, I was So like, what do
2: they do with it in the creative. winter when the pool is frozen over or whatever? They happened. don't use it then. They don't use that? that no. At all? No. That okay. is just... So they don't just cover it with dirt or something, you know?
1: <laughs> no. It looked uh, pretty well-maintained. They're not throwing dirt in that. I okay, can assure got
2: you. Got it. Just for summer use only.
1: Yeah. It. it was brilliant. Okay. I was like, who thought of this? Like, this was brilliant. Uh. And then you take the ski lift up to the top of the mountain, and now this is the speed. Like, this is where... They're doing a 1,000 miles an hour down the ramp, and then they shoot like a rocket. And then you know how their body's like all angled and their yeah. skis are up. Okay. They land on AstroTurf. No way. They're going a 1,000 miles an hour, and they land on AstroTurf.
2: Are they fully clothed? They because are fully clothed. Because if they clothed. wipe out, they're going to get turf burn, like, big time. Oh,
1: they're going to have skin ripped off. Yeah. yeah. No, they're completely from head to toe. But these kids... It's crazy. And and this was a little different. These weren't younger kids. These were a little bit older. So we had like 17, probably to like 20, 21. And their coach was standing on a platform uh, at the end of the ramp. And he was, he would whistle. He, all he would do was whistle. And then 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 they would come down. I was like, what if the coach doesn't know how to whistle? I guess she'd use a regular whistle. No, she was whistling. No, he oh, was. I thought
2: that's when you met. He was using like a referee whistle. Oh no, whistle.
1: he was using his mouth. Oh, I was like. That's impressive. That seems
2: like a dying art form. Like my dad was able to do that, but I don't think my brother or I, I don't think either one of us can do the whole like. No,
1: he didn't even use his fingers. Oh, he didn't? No, he did whatever he did with his mouth and his tongue and he whistled and the kids (laughs) knew. And it wasn't even like uh, going down the ramp. Uh It was actually walking up the stairs. They would wait until they heard his whistle. And then they'd go up. And sometimes he would radio them uh, because they all were equipped with radios as well. And he would radio them when they went down and like did their jump. And they were down at the bottom on the AstroTurf. And he would say things like, you need to be more angled. I didn't like the way you started that run. Um, It was really crazy Hmm. because you're watching the Olympic hopefuls. These are kids. Now they're covered You don't know. uh,
2: Yeah, because you couldn't see their names on a leaderboard or anything like that. They're practicing, they're training. There was one. So you don't even know if you saw the next Sean White there or whatever. I know he, I know, I'm well aware he's a ski boarder. So, but, yeah. Okay. Lindsay Vaughn. You're right. She does slalom, I think. I'm totally like butchering. I'm not, clearly I'm not a winter sports person. Okay, so
1: let me tell you, on that note, one of the people was in, one of one of the what do I say? One of the trainees was in all red, and it was that person looked amazing. You can't see them because they have the goggles on and everything else. Even though it's warm, are you up. coming
2: down the hill looking like Darth Maul?
1: Right, it was incredible. And then we came down. She was flying, and we're on the ski slope going, uh-huh. you know, the ski chair going down, and she's flying through the air. Well, we didn't know if it was a boy or girl, and we get to the bottom, and her parents are waiting there for her, and she takes her her. Her eye, her goggles off, her hat, everything, and it's like a 16 year old girl. Yeah, it was incredible. So, she probably was the one of the younger ones because, um, a lot of the people that we saw the kids they'd have their goggles and their hat off as uh-huh. they were going up, so we can kind of see how old they were, right? I said to her, I looked at her, I go, that was incredible. That was incredible. Are and you guys she, to talk to her? Yeah, and she because we cool. literally got off the ski lift as she just. Landed, right? And her parents are there, and Patrick and I were like, "Oh, oh you're amazing!" And, and you know what she said? She's like, "Oh, I could have done better," or something. She said something like <laughs> it was just like, like a
0: true.
2: Athlete. I know it was just
1: like she does smash like uh, like that. And her parents were like, eh. "Like they both." Yeah,
2: we've seen better. I,
1: I was like, "Oh my god!" This is why she's doing this. This is why right. she's doing this. So right. uh it was pretty darn incredible. I'll never get to see that again. I saw it during the summer when they're not doing it on snow, which I thought was even probably more challenging for these kids. Yeah. Then they have to adjust when the snow starts to fall. That I don't know how, how they do it. This is why they're Olympians. Yeah. They're able to pivot when they need to. I mean, they're doing it on AstroTurf, and now in oh, what, three months or four months, they'll be doing it. Oh, no, two months, they'll be doing it on the snow.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the Olympics, shall we? Oh, yeah. Because, hey, there's no better reason to go to Lake Placid than to relive the 1980 Winter Olympics.
1: Yep. How old were you?
2: Ten. I was ten years old. Yeah,
1: Yeah.
2: I was eleven. So for all you Gen Xers right now, we're going to walk you down memory lane to a time when Reagan had just taken office. And oh, my gosh, uh, the U.S. hockey team. The Cold War was in full effect, right, at that point? Yeah. The hostages from Iran had been returned home, mm-hmm. uh, but you know we were still in this stalemate ever since the late '60s or whatever with our nemesis, our arch rival. Who it's just so funny how history repeats itself. Has it ever gone away? Has I don't think it's a- ever Rocky gone away. Rocky even we had a problem. we thought it went away with Boris Yeltsin and all that other stuff, oh, but the yeah. minute Putin got into power, here mm-hmm. we are again. Uh uh-huh. Deja vu all over again uh so uh the 1980s olympics was famous obviously for the miracle on ice we're going to talk about the hockey team in a second but it's really important to sort of emphasize just how at odds we were with russia at this point rocky IV had not come out yet oh no rocky four didn't come out i think for another three or four years
1: wow yeah. okay
2: so that was really like the pinnacle like, oh yeah when rocky like fought... no, yeah when hollywood's like no really russia we hate you you know <laughs> and Rocky's like gonna... Sylvester stallone is like yeah big middle finger watch me kill uh ivan drago in the ring uh-huh. you know um such a great movie i could talk okay. about that all day i'm getting way off track let's go back i know i could recite almost line for line I, for oh movie. i know you can how many
1: yeah. times have you seen that movie
0: i have a confession What's your confession? Never seen any Rocky movie.
2: Ever. You've never seen any Rocky what? movies? Not a single one. Oh my goodness!
1: Why? What? Do, that's like child abuse. What? I have to have a talk with your mom.
0: I mean, I was born in eighty-seven, so like it was already over. Yeah. Oh, I guess with that's a time, true. You know, yeah. I was even old enough to older. Your first watch indoctrination it.
2: was like Rocky Five or something. Yeah, he had like whatever. a robot or something. Rocky Balboa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, <laughs> that was Rocky Four. He had a robot actually.
0: Okay, well then yeah. I did see that part yeah okay so you
1: never had nostalgia like like i mean have you ever seen jaws yes okay so jaws is a nostalgia no matter how old you are you never had nostalgia for seeing rocky you never was like i should probably see this because it is a classic iconic movie
0: you know that's a good point (laughs) i i I guess not yeah because i like old movies i mean like the goonies was before i was born uh temple of doom was one of my favorite movies from um indiana jones that was before i was born jaws obviously absolutely uh, the original why, why? Star Wars trilogy, yeah.
1: I think it's time.
0: Maybe we need to have a watch party.
1: I think I so. Think so yeah. I think so.
2: You definitely got to watch one through four. Okay. And Have you seen any of the Creed movies? Nope. You haven't? Nope. Oh, my gosh. Every Thanksgiving for the last few years. Uh, it's our go-to. I've subjected my daughters to that on Thanksgiving No, we weekend. actually all
1: enjoy it. I you? enjoy they, it. They do, too. I don't know if they do. I. They do. They, they wouldn't go if they did. They, okay, they like Michael B. Jordan.
2: They do. That's like, why they go. They do like Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So he could be in anything, and I think they'll go.
2: Okay. So, in addition to your watch party for the Rocky movies, you should definitely add Disney's Miracle to that list if you haven't seen it. Have you seen it?
0: No, no. You have not. Bill,
1: I need to talk to your mom again.
0: I know. <laughs> Look, I, I, I had to watch a whole bunch of hood movies and church movies, so <laughs> <laughs> ask me about Baby Boy. Ask me about Don't Fridays. Be a Menace Friday. I got you on those. But you ask me about Miracle.
2: I don't know. <laughs> <that Okay. is. laughs> okay. I mean, I will say, uh, you know, hockey seems to be the most... Among the most homogenous sort of sports, when it like it's just a sport that winter white kids normally play, right? And
1: it's like north of like yeah. Mississippi or yeah. the Iowa, like right? right? Like I mean, because it's got to be cold for you to Because yeah. those everybody who's a hockey player, I mean, back in the day when there wasn't global warming, they were playing hockey on frozen ponds.
2: It's true. So you have yeah. to go
1: to a really cold place, and yeah. you
2: know, you had to be in Michigan or the New England states or something. North Dakota, yeah. Wyoming. I knew out of all my friends in college, I had one friend that was, like, a rabid hockey fan. Really? Yeah, that was it. Like, just one guy. He loved the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: But anyway, uh, so in 1980, there was a sort of brewing discontent between the U.S. and the USSR. And the Russian hockey team had been so dominant for, I think, four Olympics or something like that um, that... It was to the point where okay, so first let me just say it's not like the it's not like the U.S. Olympics now where they allow professional athletes to play. So you see the dream team for basketball, right. Michael Jordan, then LeBron James, then Kobe Bryant, all those guys all played for you know. Uh, it, it never used to be that way. So in the United States, the rules were you could not be a professional athlete mm-hmm. and participate. I in remember the Olympics. that for years. So our hockey that just team, changed
1: recently, like in the nineties or something, right? I think it was in yeah. the nineties. Yeah. yeah.
2: Our hockey team was comprised of college kids and amateurs, like guys that would play, you know, sort of minor league hockey. Like plumbers. Yeah, they probably had to support themselves. Uh, You know, they probably had a side hustle. Got it. While pursuing their hockey dreams and trying to get into the the National Hockey League. Got it. um, So all that to say, you know, we are already David coming into the Olympics because, you know, clearly Russia is the Goliath right they've won so many they've beaten and it's not just they beat the US handily for several olympic stretches in a row but they had clobbered sweden at points finland like places that like norway places that notoriously have hockey right. built into their you they know they were just known to, to be like
1: the yeah. best hockey
2: yeah and players. it was full on uh you know like You know, a lot of them were taking performance enhancing drugs. It's when steroids had exploded on the scene. Yeah. Uh, There are a lot of, like, there are just a lot. They touch on this in Rocky IV, Phil. Oh, okay. um, (laughs) Where they're shooting Ivan Drago up while Rocky is in the mountains pulling a log or whatever. (laughs) He's pulling a big tree trunk and they're shooting up Ivan Drago. So it was like, it was a stigma where, and it still is to this day, like, there have been doping scandals. In among Chinese athletes, Russian athletes, you know, that's I, right. Yeah,
0: the a Russian team got banned from the Olympics. So yeah, the, the wrestling team,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, So it's a thing there, okay. like any, any, they're any, cheaters. Um, yeah, anything for the glory of the motherland, they're willing to do. Okay, hey, really- how's
0: your, how's your audience in Russia?
2: <laughs> oh,
0: they're
1: coming at
2: us! Oh yeah, they're 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 among the they're among the bots and haters that love us. So. Yeah, uh-huh. that tells us we're on the road to success. When the Russians have noticed us,
1: uh huh. They leave so, comments. Yeah. yeah, it's it's been great.
2: They do, especially when we post things about Ukraine or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so all that to say, you know, uh, there wasn't much of an expectation. for the united states coming into these olympics especially because you know you had sort of all these great athletes from these other countries sweden all this other stuff um let me put it to you like this and i'll i'm kind of fast forwarding to the end a little bit but we won six gold medals in this particular olympics and five of them were won by eric heiden the speed skater
1: Oh my gosh! Wow, we did not have a very good. And 19- the sixth
2: one was what?
1: Let me guess. Yeah. Uh huh. The hockey, hockey game we're
2: talking about. So.
1: Well, I was going to say we didn't have a very good Olympic uh, team.
2: Going into nineteen
1: eighties, if one person won five Olympics, yeah,
2: yeah, he set a lot of records. He was an amazing athlete, and actually, uh, side note, he is actually a physician for the U.S. speed skating team now. He he went. He on wanted to, to be a doctor. He practiced medicine. Yeah, like he practices medicine. He's like the team doctor for the skating team. for That's the speed crazy. Skating. I know, not awesome.
1: He's like a real yeah. achiever. Oh, well, yeah, he doesn't relax ever. Talk so, about not sleeping. That guy doesn't sleep.
2: All right, so leading up to this game. The Russian team actually had an exhibition match, again like Rocky IV, uh, with the U.S. team at Madison Square Garden like a couple months before this Olympics, okay. and they beat the U.S. team ten to three. Oh, that's a oh, huge that's like brutal. that's a lot. Well, of points. usually in
1: a hockey game, if correct me if I'm wrong, I don't watch a ton of hockey. Yeah, uh, we are you know Blackhawks fans, of course, Blackhawks fans. <laughs> Blackhawk Hawk fan. I'm you course, are. I'm of course a Black. We, you're uh-huh. from Chicago. You have to be a Blackhawk fan. You do. Okay, but normally the score is like three to two. Yeah. Like three to one. Uh huh. Four to two. Like yeah. they're really close and they're not high because yeah. it's so much. Because usually blocking, it's hard to get the puck in the net. You know. Right. So ten to two. Ten, 10 to, three? to three. Yeah. Ah, yikes. Okay. Yeah. They were getting they got- clobbered murdered.
2: I mean, everybody who watched the matches would say it looked like grown men playing children. And it kind of was. I mean, you're talking about college kids. Okay. So it's two
1: months before the Olympics.
2: Yeah. So, uh, a
1: lot happened in that two months.
2: Yeah. I think what happened was the U S was sort of in their circle. I know it was Sweden. I think it was Finland, Russia and the United States. So, you know, whenever they put those pools together, there's always one team that sucks. Ours is it, ours. And we were supposed to be the team that lost to everybody, I think that okay. year is what was going on. But these kids, you know, they they tied uh either Finland or Sweden, doesn't matter, uh, for the sake of this conversation. But and then they ended up beating one of the other teams. So that set them on a, a track to play the the Russians for the gold. For um to To be able to be in the game for the gold. Now, a lot of people that's oh. a, that's a mistake. A lot of people think that we beat the Russians for the gold. We did not. We actually beat them to advance in our pool to play Sweden. I think it was Sweden the next week. Uh, we actually had to play another team after that, and that's when we won the gold. Yeah.
1: Oh, see. We
2: did not beat the Russians for the gold.
1: That's crazy. I you know, know what
0: that reminds me of? When uh, two thousand four. In um, baseball. Oh, yeah. Boston and the Yankees were in the the ALCS. Yeah. Boston won that series and ended up winning the World Series. You don't even know who they played in the World Series right. in 2004. Because that was because the series. Of the, right. Yeah. It's
2: the same. I mean, it could have been argued for games in the NFL. Like uh, the years, the 49ers versus the Cowboys mm-hmm. were – especially in the late 90s or what have you, where it's like Steve Young versus Troy Aikman, and it just depended on what year it was. And uh, those always seemed to be the the de facto Super Bowls those year years because, you know, you never remember who, the, who they destroyed. I know uh, Buffalo was one of those teams a couple times. but
1: Wow, I um, thought this whole time that they won the gold by beating the Russians. They did not. That is crazy. It yeah. was such a big upset that it took over. It overshadowed who they really played to win the gold.
2: Yeah. So they actually had to play Sweden the next game. And that's how they won the gold. And they actually they handled Sweden. uh, No problem. But uh, what was great about the game, like facts that I didn't know, interesting stuff is the game had already been over for an hour. But because of the way they had to broadcast the game, Americans were... We're seeing it. Like You could never have gotten away with this today because social media, it would have just exploded all over social media before it ever was broadcast. But at that time, Russia would not uh, relent when it came to broadcasting the, the game at a certain time so that it could be broadcast in Moscow or wherever. So... The game had actually been played and it was done. And even Al Michaels didn't get to enjoy the win for the US team uh, because he had to call another game immediately thereafter. Like, he didn't, like, Sweden and Finland were playing to see who the next person was that would play the US for the gold. So, long story short, uh, you know, a lot of people, like, the game was over. A lot of people didn't even realize the US had beaten Russia. Until well after they had actually beaten Russia. Oh wow! Yeah,
1: kind of anticlimactic for those kids playing. I know. Like it- you know, and a phone call back home. Like, how expensive? Oh, well, no, they're in Lake Placid. So, I guess the news, I'm thinking, like, oh, they were overseas playing, but no, they were in Lake Placid. Yeah, they were
2: still here, but for whatever reason, there was sort of, you know, ABC uh, sort of had their embargo when it came to media, and they did a good job of control. Wow. Like, so many, Amer- I remember, you know, feeling like it was a live game. Like, if you were oh, watching it at I home as a kid, I everybody's. I Everybody and that just goes into like how we feel like there's a ripple in the matrix with some things sometimes. Everybody remembers like I saw that game live on TV. Yeah, they did not. It was pre-broadcast. Wow. Or it was, it was pre-recorded. I
1: thought I thought it was live
2: also. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, second period was utterly dominated by the Soviets, and then uh, they scored a girl a goal early in the second period to make the score three to two. At this point, they had been you know trading punches early on or whatever, uh, and then. Uh, in the uh, second period, they just started peppering the goalkeeper. I don't know if you remember his name, Jim Craig. Okay. Everybody sort of like if you're a sports fan, you're like, oh yeah, I know that name. Where do I know that name from? That's where you know the name from, Jim Craig. He was a hero in this game because all these just Ru- like, all lay- these big Russian dudes were like firing shots at him, bang 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 bang, and he was able to just you know um, what did you do? Just
1: lay in front of the net. I don't know. Literally? I don't know. I mean, I have to watch
2: a game again. And the documentary is great. Miracle on Ice. Highly recommend. Uh, The U.S. only managed two shots on goal the whole period. And then uh, the Soviets, you know, being huge favorites, everybody realized uh, in the crowd that the soviets could just break this thing open at any point and score five goals like they had done at madison square garden a couple months ago and so it, it
1: was coming like yeah. everyone was like is this this is coming
2: and so another fact about the game is that everybody said oh the crowd was so wild the crowd was so loud and all this stuff that w- that's factually incorrect the crowd was quiet most of the game it wasn't until 12 minutes left in the third period where the U.S. tied three-three. That the crowd realized, oh my gosh, we could actually beat these guys! Like we could actually win this game. That's
1: when they went crazy. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, and then. Uh, All
1: right. So, what was the score?
2: The final score was four to three. So, when the U.S. scored that go-ahead goal, they had to hold on until the very end. I think there were a few minutes left, or what have you. And then after that, you know, Lake Placid emptied out, and it was berserk, and everybody was celebrating there in town, but. You know, our collective memory yeah. says we were celebrating, too, but we weren't.
1: <laughs> so I remember going to see Miracle. And I don't know if you remember. I took you the to... The Disney movie yeah, based I on you, the game. Yeah, I took you to El Capitan in Hollywood. Is that where we saw it? Yeah, we yeah. saw it, yeah. Um,
2: Kurt I, Russell plays yeah, coach uh, Herb. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I just remember that the players, that's why I said to you earlier, oh, weren't they like plumbers and stuff? Like, they were just... There was... There was I thought, if there were, I remember correctly, there were real college kids who were like that's what they played in college was hockey but then there was like regular joes like who just they needed they needed a team and so these guys joined am i wrong i thought that's what the movie also
2: yeah there were some guys There that was were like regular. they guys. were definitely like yeah i mean they needed to field a team and you know they obviously couldn't find it throughout the college ranks to where they were happy and so yeah. they did talk some people into coming and joining and uh, trying out or yeah. whatever
1: That's so great. I mean, that's like a that's a that's a bad news bears like story, right?
2: It really is. But wait,
1: did the bad news bears ever win?
2: Because didn't Um, they
1: lose in the first bad news bears? They lost the first time, or did they win? I don't remember. But it's better than a bad news bears because I think of the bad news bears lost in the first bad news bears movie.
2: If if they did, which I don't remember, yes, it's definitely better than the bad news bears. (laughs) There's no question.
0: They beat the (laughs) Russians. I'm thinking of the replacements. Oh, the
2: replacement! That reminds
0: me of the replacements with Keanu yeah. Reeves. I don't yeah. think
1: I saw that.
0: Yeah, I remember that movie because they were a bunch of scrubs because the the league went on strike. Yeah, they didn't have any players, oh. so they just when got the a NFL bunch of went on people. strike.
2: Yeah,
1: maybe I did see that movie. Okay, it sounds familiar now. Yeah. Okay, so then did they come back four years later? And win again? I don't think they did. No, I
2: don't. Nobody remembers 1984, so I
1: don't think so. I don't. Yeah, that's pretty incredible.
2: Yeah, it was a great story, and especially you know, it helped uh, the U.S. wrap their arms around sort of we're better than Russia and see, and we are the superpower and all that stuff. Uh, But it was great. I mean, it was a great sense of national pride for us. Obviously, the Olympics always are. And other than Eric Heiden, we had nothing else to celebrate those Olympics. So, well, do
1: you remember going through the stores? in lake placid and seeing a lot of posters of eric yeah i did and i thought why are they just like i i I didn't understand when i was in there because i'm obviously i didn't know the history is you researched this and you're you're a a sports fan so you know i never would have known his name but i do remember and i don't know if you do his jersey was everywhere in the stores his poster i mean they had the team posters too yeah they still to this day if you go to lake placid it is very much about that hockey team oh, yeah. there. You Got your merch. Yes, uh, so uh, so I remember seeing posters of him. Now it makes sense. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, and they actually, uh, even to your point, they renamed the Lake Placid Olympic Center rink the Herb Herb Brooks Arena in 2005 after Coach Brooks. Nice. So who coached that legendary team? Uh, you brought up the movie, and there's also a documentary. So clearly, I need to define this. The documentary that you can see on YouTube is called Miracle on Ice. Do you believe in miracles Is as Al Michaels, uh, you know, signature line at the end of it, when we scored the go ahead goal, uh, upon further reflection, he said, I would have never said that line had I not been in the moment. It sounds so corny listening to it now. Um, but it's it's iconic. It It was was iconic. It was an iconic sports broadcasting moment. Um, And then there was the Disney movie starring Kurt Russell as coach Herb Brooks. Uh, And I have some. And that movie
1: is called Miracle. And
2: that movie is called Miracle. I'm sorry. I left that part out. Right. And so uh, Curb.
1: uh, um, Curb. 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 That's Kurt and Herb. Curb.
2: (laughs) They're they're dating. They're Curb. (laughs) It was released in 2004. And coach Brooks had tragically died in a car accident the year before. So it was actually dedicated to him. He died in 2003. Kurt Russell took a pay cut in that movie because uh, 800 to 1,000 extras used as fans at the hockey game uh, were going to get a brown bag lunch, but he decided he would pay for a hot meal for them presumably, wow. because it was cold in the arena. I'm not sure. Wow. So, yeah, so uh, pretty cool. Exec- did not know that.
1: The executive didn't take a cut. The producer didn't take a cut.
2: Absolutely. Disney did not take did, a cut. Disney
1: made so Michael much money. Mike Wolvitz
2: or whoever was in at yeah. the helm did de- definitely did not take Nobody a cut. Nobody
1: cared about them eating yeah. cold brown bag lunch, but per- Kurt Russell did. Kurt
2: Russell, man of the people, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Wow. Um, and so uh, over 280 miles of film, uh, Phil, there's this thing they used to shoot on called film. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're younger. <laughs> That's they used yeah. to actually load the camera with spools of this stuff and frame by frame it would sort of
0: ratchet out. And, and they would
1: cut manually with scissors. Yep. Yeah. Did, I had, you I that? To, did you ever hear about that? I had re-
0: to learn when I went to broadcasting school. Oh, they I taught that? Yeah. It was in edit. your broadcast oh, history it. class. Well, no, we actually hey. had to edit with that. Oh, you we did? had to cut tape physically on cut a flatbed? Yeah. Nice. It was awful. <laughs>
1: wow, why did they waste your time with that?
0: Good question. Well, actually, the radio station here actually still use. They used. Uh, they didn't even convert it to DVD. Oh tapes. Yeah. they, they used still use the Yeah, so they still use those. That's oh so crazy
1: because uh, uh, if you're not Martin Scorsese, you're not using use, or 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 Christopher, or Christopher Nolan. Like, yeah. Why are you using film? You know what I nah. mean. So.
2: Um, so, anyway, 280 miles of film were shot for Miracle, more than any other Disney movie in history. Why? I guess because they had to capture all the hockey play and stuff. I think wow. they just used a lot of film to, <gasps> those to recreate the game.
1: having to retake those shots yep. over and over again.
2: Yep. More than 4,000 men auditioned for only 20 roles.
1: Oh, people were into as it. As the
2: U.S. hockey team, yeah.
1: I have to watch that again. Like, it has been... 20 years i believe since i've seen it i have to watch okay after this we're going phil we're doing a viewing party with miracle then we'll do rocky balboa (laughs)
2: <laughs> but it brings so that you know those are kind of my. i mean uh i i do have some facts on lake placid real quick because we are a travel podcast <laughs> i do have some stuff we should talk about there but that that's the summary of the 1980s olympics especially for all you millennials out there who listen to us thank you very much and uh we're probably a bit too young to remember or know about any of this stuff so i feel pretty good like as a gen xer it's just part of the fabric of who we were it is when we were kids yeah,
1: absolutely Yeah, Yeah, Winter Olympics 1980, Lake Placid. I think everyone remembers those those games. Uh, Yeah, I I think the show is over. We're done. It was was literally the hockey team is all we're going to talk about.
2: (laughs) We're not, actually. Uh, uh, (laughs) There are things to do if you go to visit Lake Placid that uh, we didn't get to do because it wasn't winter. Uh, For instance, Mirror Lake has a two-mile loop that you can skate 24-7. You can go any time of the day and skate this two-mile loop if you want. Skate it with
1: what? I ice skating skates.
2: in the winter, the town cleans the track. The town actually cleans off the track.
1: So if you want to do a skate at 3 in the morning?
2: Yep, a two-mile skate. Oh,
1: okay. If you get up at 3 in the morning. What could
2: go wrong, right?
1: <laughs> if you get up at 3 in the morning, you know who you're skating with, right?
2: Ooh, like creepy people.
1: No, you're skating with, oh, with the, the, th- the actual the athletes. athletes. Yeah, you are right. skating before school starts. Yeah. Isn't that incredible?
0: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You guys want to take a guess at something? What's that? Can I ice skate or no?
1: Oh, I think you can.
0: What do you What do you think, James? I think you cannot. I can.
1: I I would figure <laughs> you can. Yeah, you're pretty smooth. Like I see you doing stuff, and you don't bump into anything. You're not. What are you trying to say? Uh huh. You're not like someone I know. You're very you're you're very smooth, and yeah, James is like a bull on a China shop, so no. Uh, I, I'm more,
2: I'm, I was more I was more into the rough and tumble sports. I was the wrestling, football. I
1: know, but if you see Phil, Phil is like a yeah. big boy. You know what I mean? How right. tall are you, 6'6"? Six, 6'3". Six?
0: Six, yeah.
1: You're 6'3"? Yeah. Well, I think you're taller than that. He's
0: taller than me, for sure. Okay. So
1: I'm 6'2". So, so, you know, when you take a person that's that tall, it mm-hmm. is just... Mere volume of where you stand oh, yeah. in the world, you're, you're gonna bump into stuff. You're gonna hit things. No, Phil is yeah. Your smooth. center of
2: gravity is a lot higher when it comes yeah. to just being on two little blades.
1: Yeah. So but, I, I no, I, I, figured you'd be a good skater. Can you? Can you spin?
0: Can you do a triple Lindy? <laughs> no, you're pushing it there. <laughs> I can, I can actually go and stop and not hug the walls. So.
1: Oh, I'm impressed. Uh, wow. Yeah, James can't do that.
0: I can go. No, I you just cannot. can't stop.
1: You- <laughs>
2: I can go. I just can't stop. She took me rollerblading once. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, it was awful. Everyone just cleared out and he grabbed his arm around a telephone
2: telephone pole. pole
1: and whipped around. Oh, my God. It was so ugly. I had
2: like red marks on my arm from grabbing... I had like creosote that they coat the telephone poles with. (laughs) I had it on my arm and it was bloody. And it was only like our fourth or fifth date Uh or something like that. I I was so embarrassed. It was
1: like out of a movie. I saw him going down the hill and I kept saying to him, the brake is on the back. Because on a roller blade, the brake is on the back. On an ice skate, the brake is on the front. Just like a roller skate not with a rollerblade, yeah. And I kept saying, break in the back, break in the back. He was going down this boardwalk. Everyone cleared, everyone uh-huh. was like, oh what, my like gosh.
2: Ladies were grabbing their kids. Yep,
1: it was like in Hunting Dogs Beach. were running,
2: cats were screeching.
1: Uh-huh. It was ugly. I was so glad yeah! you were.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much, I, I, I definitely made the noise. I wasn't screaming because I didn't want to scream on the date, but inside I was sh- shrieking. So
1: Dude, I remember just looking. My eyes were so big. I was like, "I was, he's going to wipe out like he's going to hurt people. He's going yep. to hurt himself. And when you grab that, he grabbed the telephone pole out of sheer fear that he was going to ram into somebody. I did. I and, was afraid I was
2: going to hurt somebody. I was already I knew I was getting hurt no matter what. So I just didn't like, want to, you know.
1: Your arm was bloody. Yeah. I, I felt so bad for you. Oh. I know. But we never did that again.
2: We no, we never no. did that again. Uh-uh. I'm a brood sports kind of guy. That's it. You know? <laughs> like, you uh-huh. know, running into things and you know, all that. So um uh, okay. okay, so ice
1: skating around the ice lake. Ice
2: skating around the lake. There's also a toboggan chute that is converted <laughs> ski jump.
1: Oh, that I would love that just, to do this. Ah, this would be awesome. Crazy.
2: It sends you and your sled all the way down to Mirror Lake and you can slide over a thousand feet out onto the ice. Pretty awesome. That's a sled ride.
1: That's dangerous.
2: It is. And it sounds amazing.
1: No, I would that. not do I'll that. You would not do it. I'll, I'll ice skate with the um, Olympic Hope Bulls. I'm not tobogganing in the air across the city.
2: Uh-huh. Whatever you I not. think you'd be good at it after our snowmobile adventure back in Idaho.
1: Yeah, no. Uh-uh.
2: Yeah, we'll put a tag up for that uh, episode so people can reflect on that.
1: Oh, sounds great. Yeah. I do not want to even think about oh, that. Oh, my gosh.
2: Okay, so let's talk uh, real quick <sighs> Lake Placid. Demographic statistics, uh, 2,300 of the whitest people you'll ever see in your life.
1: (laughs) Legitimately, because they don't, I mean, the sun is out, but nobody's sunbathing. Yeah,
2: it's 30 days a night up there, I think, in the winter. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, overall cost of living is lower, but the cost of groceries is higher. A little more trucking involved to get all your groceries up there in the mountains. Um, Median home cost is around $325,000. That seems low, doesn't it? I would
1: agree. The houses there were enormous. They were seven
2: figures plus, okay, many of them.
1: But the truth is, when you were driving, you would... Okay, here's my guess. Let me finish my sentence. You were driving, you would see a shack, yeah. and then you'd see a multimillion dollar house. So my guess is from what you're saying now, the, the shack is $350,000. Yeah. 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 It's, not a, it's not a cheap place to live.
2: It's not, but um, I mean,
1: if you want a if you want a house that's falling down for three fifty, you can find it.
2: I mean, it's probably an old house, two bedrooms, one bath type house, yeah, um, and has probably been rented out for about forty years. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> kind of thing. Agreed. Speaking of rent, rent for a studio to a two bedroom usually runs nine hundred to two thousand dollars a month, which does not seem high, but let's factor in that many of the people working up there are in the tourism industry, probably not getting paid, you know six figures a year yeah. uh ski instructors are probably making a little more but how much more right. so it is i think all in all it kind of evens out okay you know um i found a four bedroom two bath house on seven acres for around five hundred thousand dollars and i thought that was a good price that is a good price but i also found a 600 square foot house on five acres for 400k so property ranges very widely wildly
1: 600 square yeah. feet was that a double wide
2: Uh, I bet you it was. It was a little... It was like a one-bedroom house.
1: 600 square feet. 600 square feet. That's like nothing. Yeah.
2: Um, And then, you you know, obviously, Mirror Lake ranges from... Like, lakefront property is $1.2 to $8 million, depending on how much you have around in the bank. The
1: 1.2 on Mirror Lake has got to be
2: tiny. Small.
1: Yes, because all those houses were magnificent, and Mirror Lake is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, You know, it really, like, any... I can't say like any water community because it's not every water community, but most communities that are surrounded uh, by water or on water, they're usually vacation properties. And, you know, Lake Placid was it was no different. It started off as a vacation place for people that lived in New York. Yeah. Um, Do you know who started? Okay, here's here's a fun fact. Uh, Do you know who started basically the winter sports there?
2: I do know because I found oh. it in my research. Are you but serious? I'm going to give it, yes, I'm going to yield. You tell everyone.
1: Melville. 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 Dewey. Yep. Who invented the Dewey Decimal System? Yep. There's one for you, Phil. Put that in your back pocket. The oh Dewey Decimal gosh.
2: System. It's kind of like film only for libraries where they organized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They still
1: use the Dewey Decimal System, I believe, in certain libraries. I think they do. Or do you think they're all. Oh, I'm
2: sure they do, yeah. No, I
1: think they still use it. For, like,
2: actual books. Yeah. I don't know anybody who actually cracks one anymore. I mean, I read so much stuff in digital form.
1: Okay, when you go to the Library of Congress, it's a Dewey Decimal System. It is, yeah. So he invented that, and then he came to Lake Placid. And started to uh, cultivate winter sports there. And he soaked a lot of money into it.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: created a club and all of that. Like, you know... Other adults that wanted to bring winter sports, they all, you know, pooled their money basically and created this private club where they did, you know, I don't know what you did back in the 1800s because it was 1895. Yeah. But, you know, they did fundraisers, whatever the heck they did to bring people up to that mountain to, to ski, to ice skate, to snowmobile. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: To get out of the city.
1: Melville Dewey.
2: Melville Rockin Lake Placid. I love it. Uh, you know who else uh, lived there for a time?
1: Uh tell me, James. A man who lived there? For a man a time.
2: named John Brown, which okay. is a really basic name, but we all learned about him in history books because he was one of the abolitionists that uh, led Harper's ferry raid in Kansas in the middle of the uh, like civil oh, war. He came area. all the way Run. from
1: upstate New York to Kansas. yeah,
2: so if you go to Lake Placid, there's a John Brown farm. State historic site. It's a freed slave utopian experiment that was started way back in his day. Oh wow! Um, Obviously, you know the Civil War. Fortunately, in my view, went our way. Uh So you know, it wasn't a (laughs) it it didn't remain a utopian experiment. But yeah, he was actually from that area. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So a lot um, of free
1: thinkers up there. It seems.
2: uh, Yeah, it's interesting now because. When we were driving through though, I mean I saw a few Trump signs oh, up yeah, there. No, you know, I agree. so yeah. I don't know. Things if it's, have changed since nineteen ninety five. I don't know if it's the same utopian experiment it was yeah. back then, but no. anyway, we're not gonna get into that today. Uh since nineteen ninety nine, another interesting fact, uh the Ironman Lake Placid Triathlon is the second oldest one in North America, the first one being in Hawaii. Um, but what yeah, year it's a that? big deal. Like since nineteen ninety nine, I oh, think. Wow, that's like that. Okay. Yeah. And uh, for you uh, pop music fans out there, Lana Del Rey is from Lake Placid. Get out of here, straight up. Wow, yeah. that's a
1: good find. I did not know that.
2: Yeah, huh, okay. So, anyway, um, that's it. I think I'm good on Lake Placid. How about you?
1: I liked it a lot. Uh, I didn't think the food was great. Uh, it my, wasn't. Yeah, my food, yeah. Uh, my food adventures were not were not fantastic. Could you live there?
2: I could live in that area. I don't. i yeah. I could totally live. I wouldn't want to live in the body of Lake Placid, but we saw so many great houses on the lakes. Yes, I could totally live there is a short answer, but I cannot afford to live there no, where I want I to live. Yeah. So I guess the answer ultimately is no, I couldn't. But um,
1: You know you're really far away from everything. You Even are, in the surrounding towns that we went into to have, like I said, a lunch or grab a I coffee, know. you're really out there.
2: I know. It's so beautiful and it's so alluring, but then at the same time, it's kind of like, well, okay, we've been here four months. Now, what do we do? You know,
1: and New York is really far. Yeah, so it's not like, oh, let's just take a train to New York. It's it's hours. Yeah,
2: and you don't snowmobile anymore, <laughs> and I don't ski anymore.
1: <laughs> no, so no, you know, I don't know. What would we like, do during the winter? I oh, know. God, just you get We'd so- be the
2: worst kind of like. Residents there. It's always somebody like, snow see, Does man. anyone see the Gordons? We should do a we should do a welfare check on them up there on Gordon Mountain for crying out loud. I know you'd
1: be typing. Um, what's that? What's that? What's what? What's in the in the shining? No. What's was he typing? Oh yeah. What was he type- all
2: work and no play makes Jack a doll boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you'd be typing that all winter and i'd be out trying to like make another snowman uh-huh. come out here. Come, yeah, on yeah. here come
2: on we need some fresh air yeah, yeah. You like, that, it.
1: no yeah i don't know i i liked it <laughs> but I, I feel the same way as you do it was a little too far out that's it was it was a little too yeah. uh yeah too Not. i don't know no we, i don't know
2: we didn't get to visit there this time but we are probably more from what people tell me we are probably more like saratoga springs type people
1: Oh, I don't even know if what that is. What is that? That's an upstate. New no, York. I know, but what is it? What is it like? Oh, I just think there's feel? more to do there. There's oh, more of a you more know, activities.
2: There's a you know a theater and a, oh you know. okay they have all that stuff too. Okay, but I just think if like I'm not an avid skier or ice skater, so that it's, knocks me out of the box when it comes to Lake Placid. Yeah, it's
1: definitely for the. Um, the sports enthusiast, yeah. 100%. So Winter
2: sports enthusiast. Or, I mean, there's a lot of boating and fishing and stuff on the lake yeah. during the summer. But, yeah, if you're not, like, I know there are people that are going to hear this and be like, what do you mean there's nothing to do? There's so much outdoor activity here. It is. And that's true. There's a lot of hiking and all that other stuff.
1: Buy yourself a Subaru. Yeah. Load up and yeah. go to Lake Placid and, and have a lot of Once in a
2: while, you want a nice hoagie or something like a New York <laughs> deli sandwich. And, so, you know, where are you going to find that there?
1: Got to go further south. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. What do I- you I think
1: so as well.
2: Okay. Let's take them out.
1: Empty Nest, full tank.
0: Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.